0: Hello, and thanks for joining us on this podcast. During this podcast, you'll be listening in on a conversation between Rick Payne and Brandon Poe. Rick Payne was a co-founder of Results Accountant Systems, also known as Raz, the co-creator of the Accountant's Bootcamp, a well-known thought leader in the industry, and is the active founder of Principa. Principa provides accountants with tools and resources to help them build a better business and a better life. Brandon Poe is the founder of Poe Group Advisors, a leading-edge practice brokerage firm, and has recently authored the book called The Accountant's Flight Plan, which talks to firm owners on how to make more with less effort while improving the value of their practice. This specific part of their conversation focuses on strategy and how firms must utilize strategy in order to differentiate themselves in the market. Rick and Brannon will converse on how strategically differentiating your practice will not only set you ahead of the rest, but it will also increase your practice value when you consider exiting your business. If you
1: you want to create a business that has has really uh, an enhanced value, you've got to be looking at different ways of, of of putting that business together and that's that's really what we're all about i mean we have a whole bunch of resources that people can can deploy that they, they can utilize in that process but the first thing that they've got to have is a strategy they've got to have mm-hmm. an idea in mind of, you know where is it that that i want to go and, and
2: I, I think i think a lot of people lose sight of their strategy because they're in because accounting is such a detailed profession would you sort of agree with that they lose sight of what's important because Absolutely. they just get
1: get lost i think more often than not their strategy is a me it's a, every every business uh has a strategy whether it knows it or not it's either implicit or it's explicit but the mm-hmm. vast majority just have an implicit strategy which to me means they're just doing it pretty much the same way everybody else is doing it so logically they're going to get pretty much the same results as everybody else right now if if they do it a little bit better if they are a little faster or perhaps if they charge a little more per per job that they do or per hour however they charge their fees they will probably they, no doubt not a question of probably they definitely will do better than the rest of that big pack but if they want to be right out in front at the leading edge of of the profession and truly be growing a substantial business, then they've got to look for, for different ways of, of doing things and different things to do. And I think that's where where you know we, we really do come in that because we we get we challenge people's assumptions about their purpose of being in business and the opportunities that that present. So we get them to really rethink their entire business model. And then when they've they've got a a clear strategy in place, and we like to be getting them to be always thinking in three to five year timeframes to out in front, which is totally consistent with that observation that you made before that, you know, people will usually come to you some years before they're, they're necessarily ready to sell. And those who have just bought, one would hope, are going to be looking at a three to five year business development plan. And that's why you know I do think that there's a terrific fit between our two uh, businesses. If if let me also just say one other thing, Brandon. One of the things that's always seemed to me to be self-evident, and that, and that is that every asset is is um, for sale at a price. You know, at any particular point of time, every asset is is going to be available for sale at a price, and and I think. Business re- at the end of the day really always should be looking at how can I enhance and how can I develop and how can I uh, position this asset, being their business, in such a way that I can get um, a f- you know a fair price for it, with that fair price being significantly higher than the the average because of the characteristics that we built into the business model.
2: Right, and I it, you know it's interesting as you mentioned that I think a lot of time accountants have difficulty focusing on their business as i mentioned before because of the detailed nature of it and i think sometimes they um need some kind of normal reminder or normal or regular intervals where they're stepping back and doing some planning on their business and i could see how a tool like principles, tools, because I've looked at your resources, could really be helpful if they get kind of tied into that. If they get in the habit of working strategically on their business on a regular basis, they can get very powerful results. And interestingly enough, I would say that there are two things I've noticed about some of the most high quality firms that I've sold. And one of those characteristics is people take significant time off and that goes into my belief that it's such a detailed profession and that taking time off can allow you to get that broader perspective just being away from your business can help you get better perspective on it and the other thing I've noticed is they you know they add more value to their clients they're a little more focused on let's not just look at compliance aspects of the practice but let's look at how do we really become sort of partners with our clients and help them grow bigger businesses? And I think Principle helps practitioners do both of those things quite well. And I was just wondering, you know, yours is an online, primarily an online tool. So do you have ways of helping them regularly focus? could like you have some examples of clients who – have done a particularly good job of of bringing their businesses, uh, bringing their firms up in in the value chain. And how have they? How do you? What do you see as being really successful firms?
1: Well, of I think, in this, I mean, success is a is a pretty vague thing to define. I mean, f- for me, success is a journey, not a destination. And I know this sounds cliche, but it really is. Success, in my mind, is is The progressive accomplishment of a worthy goal, you know, and if, if you can see that you're making some progress in whatever it is in life, whether or not it's your, your physical fitness, a state of health, or your skiing Mm -hmm. ability, or uh, running a business, if you can see it growing and developing and being better than it was the year before, then you've made a success. And I think so often people have been, and particularly in this day and age, Brandon, People are so impatient for, you know, instant gratification that if they don't get something immediately then they don't feel that they're being successful and so they spend an awful lot of time chasing their tail. Having said that, the it's not just about tools and resources. I mean, we have a whole bunch of tools and resources that we build up over a 20-year period. I mean, there's tens of thousands of man-hours have been invested in this stuff. And the whole purpose of them, really, is to make them available to people at a very affordable price so that they don't have to waste time reinventing wheels. But probably the most valuable thing we bring to the table is just the experience of having worked with accounting practices of all different sizes from offices of big four firms down to solo practitioners over a very long period of time. And I'd love to be able to say that there is a very clear um you know, criteria of, of success that we could point to because if, you, if one could do that, you could just point everybody in that direction. However, there are some things that are, that are really important and, and you've touched on them, uh, but you know, just in this conversation we're having today, but also in your book. And there are things like clients don't care how much you know, read your technical skill until they know how much you care read the way in which you link with them emotionally, the way in which you 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 look out for them. You know, you, you cover their back, so to speak. That's really what, what builds loyalty. That's what builds trust. Once you have a, a good, strong, trusting relationship, then it's so much easier to introduce new, valuable services to those clients and so on because they know that you're just not chasing a dollar and, and, and so on. And that's that's the kind of thing that um, really forms the basis of of a good practice. And if if I were advising a relatively small practitioner today, I would say that when when you personally adopt that kind of philosophy with with your clients, you will then find that your team starts to adopt the same philosophy. And as your practice grows, that will be a defining characteristic of your of of your culture which will uh, stand you in, in very good stead for growing that culture over a period of time. And you'll end up with high-quality team members who are totally engaged, uh, servicing high-quality clients with high-quality services and being able to charge high-quality or premium, if you like, prices. And those are the things that that come to rest on the bottom line. Those are the characteristics of of those successful practices. But... They all started by getting the culture right, and the culture was started by getting the, the you know the the mental bit right. The the you know I like to call it uh, pract- uh, you know personal development comes before practice development. Just having a clear picture of where you want your business to go and what type of, of cultural um, uh, environment you want to create. And Brannon, the way we start that is is for those for those of our clients who want to participate in it. Every year, we run two or three what we call um, uh, practice development challenges. And the challenge is simply that we will help you achieve a three times increase in your uh, net profit per partner over a three-year period of time. That, that's our starting point. And we start with that because it's a, pr- it's a pretty um, you know, robust challenge. Three times your income, depending on what your starting position is. Um, you know, we we can achieve that. If you're already in the top two to five percent, we probably aren't going to achieve a three times increase. If you if you're only making ten or twenty thousand dollars a year, then we would probably get a three or four times increase in the first twelve months. However, just the average practice, it's been around for a, for a little while, or one that that has just been purchased. Um, we would be looking for a three times improvement over a three-year period. So we just start off with saying, that's what we will help you do. Now, is that where you want to go? If, If somebody doesn't want to go there, then there's no way in the world they're ever going to get there. But on the assumption that they do... Then we look at the tactical side of it. You know, how are you going to do that? How many clients will you need? What sort of services will you offer? What will your pricing look like? What sort of productivity levels would you need to get within your, within your team members? What sort of write off levels or write on levels would you adopt? What will be your unique service proposition that you will introduce to your clients? You know, the, all of these little tactical sides of the, the strategy and then you know what would your marketing plan look like? and then you know where we come in is providing content for their marketing plan and some discipline in in structuring that and so on we provide scripts for for people to when they're engaged in a sale or an initial consultation with with clients and and et cetera. so you know that's that's really what it's all about then when when they start talking with you, maybe three, four, five, maybe even ten years out from when when they're looking to sell their practice, because bear in mind it's always again seen to me that if I were if I was running an accounting practice today, knowing what I now know about brokers and what what you go at least what you personally do, I would I would I would be making contact with you uh, just while i'm running my practice and say you know what Brandon if if you can find a practice with you know 100 200 300,000 in fees that you think would be a good fit for my organization give me a call i mean it just seems to me that 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 every business person should be looking at ways in which they can expand their business i'm a very strong believer in generic growth However, I, I think well-constructed, well-orchestrated uh, mergers or acquisitions and so on are also clearly uh, a very important source of growth. Does that make sense, Brandon?
2: It does, and I, you know, we do have firms that are looking for that, and you know, they're looking often for more revenues. And but more and more, we're seeing people really making acquisitions with. They thought that, hey, let's get some really good quality talent. Let's get some staff. I think staffing is becoming almost as big a priority as getting revenue, and that completely makes sense and kind of goes back, ties back into what you're saying about attracting
0: talent through culture. My name is Joanna Guire with Principa, and I'd like to thank you for listening in on this conversation. If you'd like to contact Brannon and his team at Poe Group Advisors, you can email them to info at com. Follow them on Twitter at Poe Group Advisor, or get more information on their website at www pogroupadvisors.com. And if you'd like to contact Principa in relation to the tools and resources we offer our members, feel free to email us to info at principa.net. Find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at CPA underscore CA underscore advisor. And don't forget to visit our website at www.principa.net for more detailed information.